0: Hello, hello, beautiful people. Happy October 25th. Welcome to 321 No Kidding. Bobby the Awesome here. Today's recording comes to you from Orlando, Florida still. It is Sunday. It's a nice sunny Sunday. In case I haven't mentioned it, I'm really loving Florida. And uh, today's my like big R&R day. I slept in and I went to the pool and now I'm getting to visit with you a little bit. But no obligations to anybody. I needed to have a time out. Now, granted, I know that I made obligations to everyone else. That was part of, you know, my visiting. But after a few weeks of scheduling and driving and being and staying awake past my bedtime because of impacting people's schedules and interrupting their lives, so... Kind of going with the flow. Now, don't get me wrong. I've enjoyed every every freaking moment of this trip. It was just time to not to have a data, not make calls, to not have any obligations, and I'm feeling pretty good about it. I will admit, I did cheat and look at a little bit of emails, uh, a little bit of work stuff, but nothing too crazy. I also had, you know, the universe is a funny thing. When I was in Denver, I shared with you that one of my friends from Washington State was there, you know, within a 30 mile proximity, the same time I was, and I connected with her. Well, yesterday afternoon, I get a text, and it's from one of my friends that I used to work with. And um, he's like, Hey, I saw you were in Orlando. What are you doing? So, that was at, say, one o'clock in the afternoon. By 6.30, we were having dinner. We stayed up till God after 11, just chatting and catching up. And again, he was 10 miles down the road. And I share this with you because being who I am with the beliefs I have, it's like I must have been meant to see these people worked out the way it did. I know it was helpful to me to see my friend last night and we got to reminisce a little, talk about our personal lives, talk about our common likes and dislikes. So it was it was just another one of those amazing quality visits, and I'm I'm grateful that I had my impromptu time last night. So on to today's reading. Emmett Fox says it cannot be your duty to do anything you do not have time to do. <laughs> okay, guys. As usual, I did not read it before. I started talking. So let's see. That quote just kind of summarizes what I just said. Running around trying to do everything for everyone can bring an emotional collapse. When we act like the merry-go-round that never stops, we will finally run out of gas and break down, exhausted and worn out. Energy is a barometer we can use to measure balance in our lives. We get tired when we give others without also nourishing ourselves. Franting giving to others can numb us to our own pain and deafen us to our own cries for help. We tell ourselves, I can put off resting a few more hours, I'll take time for myself later, or I can't possibly take a vacation now. We are the only ones who can choose to get off the merry-go-round and take a closer look at our living patterns. Pushing ourselves to the limit isn't doing ourselves or those we love any favors. We must relax and take time to recharge and when we do, life is a much smoother and more satisfying ride. One way to avoid exhaustion is to pray each day, stopping everything else and holding our lives up to a higher power. If we are out of balance, we will be shown. Often merely stopping to pray gives us rest and the feeling we need. Today, let me take time for myself. Well, there you have it. (laughs) Hopefully you don't hear the screaming kids in the background. I'm still not a good kids in public kind of person when they're screeching and howling and whatever. Funny enough, the two couples that I chatted with the last couple days down at the pool were both here to kind of get away from their, you know, like get, they were in their refueling mode. One family had six kids. The other one had six and 10 grandkids, all mostly within proximity of where they live. And, uh, they were taking the time to recharge their batteries. I've had two friends in the last, I don't know, six months that are like were going 100 miles an hour, full throttle, and then just hit a wall, and, and, and burnout just happens. Like, they did it in their workspace, little bit of life. Um, and when it hits, it hits hard. And I want you to think about this part. You could... Go, 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 go. I'm going to talk about it from a work standpoint for a minute. You can go, 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 go. Then when you hit that wall or you crash, it could knock you down. And it could knock you down for a week, a month, a year, a decade. Who knows? You know, in that work instance, I would encourage you to pace yourself, to make sure that you're refueling, take the time you need and be aware of how you're refueling. And I say this because if we're refueling with junk food or alcohol or gambling, we're not really recharging our batteries. We're like soothing the issue. You can also, I think the reading is a little bit more focused on the life part of this. And you give, give, give to people. And and one of the ladies in the pool today, She was telling me some stories. She's a nurse and I love that she was mindful of like needing to decompress. And they were sharing with me, you know, how it was on her stressful days and how he helps her get through them either by being a nice guy or sometimes fighting back. (laughs) But letting her, knowing that it's coming from the stress and from giving, giving, giving and having a depleted bucket. So running around trying to do everything for everyone can bring an emotional collapse. I think this ties in beautifully with all of our conversations about boundaries and not letting people take too much from us. And and I get it. I've, I've heard over and over again, and I felt this way at times, it's like there's this inner gut, an obligation, like we have to fix or take care of things. At the end of the day, like if we think about this work analogy, if someone doesn't take time to recharge, doesn't take their vacation, but then ends up, you know, not able to to go back to normal for three months, six months, we're not meeting our obligations in the first place, or, you know, eventually it goes the other way. Energy is a barometer we can use to measure balance in our lives, and that's goes to what I'm kind of doing today. I'm starting to fade after all these wacky hours after not having the most beautiful diet. I have been bad, bad, bad. And I think my body's pretty excited to go home by the end of the week and be like, okay, can we have some fruits and vegetables, please? Can we, um, maybe go a day without an ice cream? I, I hear my body and Physically, I have to take care of it too, but frantic giving to others can numb our own pain and deafen us to our own cries for help. We tell ourselves, I can pull off resting a few more hours. I'll take time for myself later. Or I can't possibly take a vacation right now. That sentence makes me wonder if the giving to others isn't almost its own little addiction. Like instead of addressing our stuff, if we go around fixing and taking care of other people, is that just like another addiction or coping skill or escape? I'm asking the question. I don't know if I don't know the answer. I guess it would be different for different people. We are the only ones who can choose to get off the merry-go-round and take a closer look at our living patterns. Pushing ourselves to the limit isn't doing ourselves and those we love any favors. And it's true, right? Like that's what the nurse was saying when she gets home after a 12-hour shift after pushing herself, after giving, giving, giving all day. And she's not doing her hubby any favors by doing that, right? If she comes home with not the energy to put into her marriage or her relationships. I'm not saying that's the case, but these are the things we put at risk and and I'm trying to show you how easy it could be to fall into that. We must relax and take time to recharge. And when we do, life is a much smoother and more satisfying ride. I don't know that... I could agree with this statement any more than I do. I have been a little, I don't even know if stressed is the right word. There's been moments of stress on the trip where I feel it in my gut, like, oh shit, I should be home. I should be taking care of X, Y, Z. And I, I've had a push through with some inner dialogue that looks something like, if it's waited this long, it could wait another week or two until you get home. That's kind of how I've been treating it pushing to the limit and taking the time to recharge. So that's kind of what this has been. It's been a lot of recharging. I've been using different parts of my brain than I've been the last, you know, most of the last year. I'm not just married to a computer right at the moment. I'm doing a lot more mindful thinking and self-awareness and listening. That's one of my shortcomings that I'm working on. So trying to really listen and hear what people are saying instead of thinking that I know what they're going to say or tuning out halfway through so that I can talk back. So even though I'm working on things, my opportunity areas, I'm doing it in a different fashion than just the learn, the constant learning and coaching and all those things. And finally, the reading says, one way to avoid exhaustion is to pray each day, stopping everything up and holding our lives up to the higher power. So there's two things in that sentence. There's the surrender and the and the concept of of praying. And then there's the piece about often merely stopping to pray gives us the rest and refueling we need. So you can take the moments and pray as you see fit, you know, whatever you believe in, or if that's not how you operate sit down and just close your eyes for five minutes like you were praying. You don't have to talk to a a god or a higher power or anything. Just sit still and talk to yourself. Let your brain kind of process whatever. Kind of like putting on the brakes, right? And letting everything catch up. That way you don't feel that turmoil loop. I don't even know if that makes sense to you, but I get this turmoil loop where like one thing happens and then I stress and then I get more stressed and Like there just has to be a time we put on the brakes and just kind of let it all catch up, sort through what we can and just keep on moving on. Again, that works for me. I don't know if some variation of that can work for you, but either way, I challenge you to recognize it, become self-aware about it, look at it, see if these are part of your behaviors. Because again, you can't fix anything that you don't know is broken. So that's my thoughts. I also want to just give a big shout out. So Blue October, as many of you know, is the band that sings the song at the beginning and the end of the show. And they are like, I just love all things Blue October. And I love what Justin has done for us, the lead singer throughout COVID. And their album released Friday called "I, The Things I Live For. No, I live for that. Wow, I'm not looking at it. I have a whole bunch of things in my head. Anyway, this is what I live for. Wow. I had to play the song in my head. Anyway, the album released on Friday. I've been listening to it for, since Friday <laughs> when I downloaded it. Been listening throughout the weekend, and it's just got some amazing music on there. They're so talented, and they worked really, really hard at getting an album out during all this craziness. So show them some love. Download the album. Download the song. But know that the music will probably help you more than you're helping them by buying the album it's just how they roll and it's beautiful so that's what i got for you guys today i hope you're having a super weekend and i will fuck you soon